other people with other people? Did I nail that? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're really worried about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. Others. Other things popping up. Uh, we kind of discussed that it doesn't happen accidentally. Uh, it's kind of a learned thing. Okay. Doesn't happen accidentally. Similar to what we talked about last week, like intentionality required. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you folks on Zoom? Anything that uh, popped out that you guys want to share real quick? You gotta unmute yourself if you're gonna talk. But no pressure if not. I see that hand. I see that hand. <laughs> okay, good, great. Uh, okay, yeah, present, present, present. Um, you know, our hope, our hope is that we would be uh, a people of presence, uh, right? Uh, you could almost venture to say that. Um, you can almost venture to say that, that there couldn't be a topic more centered around who God is, right, than the topic of presence. I heard David over here already talking, and, uh, you know, we read that scripture of Exodus 3, right, all the way back to who God says God is, right? I am, the first person present. I am who I am, right? And then this, the name, like, Yahweh, right, they, they originally, like, it was more like the sound of breathing rather than something you would say, right? This, this presence, this presence. And now uh, here in the breath, right, God is with us, right? We just got done spending like four weeks singing Emmanuel, you know, <laughs> like God with us, right? And then it goes further, right? The story of God's presence goes further. It continues on until uh, at one point in history, God comes to us truly right in in the form of flesh in a in a new way with flesh and bones and teeth and knees and blood right god is uh, present with us in a way that we never thought actually could be true uh right the incarnation and today we believe god is present with us uh with god's spirit that it's not just some metaphor but that god's spirit is actually with us here in this room, but with us, with us, right? Inside us, uh, coming out of us, right? And tomorrow we believe in an eschatology of presence, right? That that uh, God and God's kingdom is something that's coming among us to dwell with us, right? To put up residence here on earth, right? To be fully among us, right? And so presence, kind of a big deal, uh, right? Um, and so it's kind of a big one. Uh, we are people designed and called to be uh, present, Christ-like presence, God-like presence. Um, you know, people, uh, every time someone asks me how I'm doing lately, it's been a little difficult uh, because uh, my life, and I've said this, many times uh, my life just feels a little bit like Groundhog Day you know what I'm talking like the old movie with Bill Murray and and if you've been around long enough you're like that's just Caleb's favorite reference point uh, but because <laughs> everything comes back to Bill Murray I'm pretty much sorry. but uh you know it's like here we are again like especially like Emily and I are daily we're just in the house all the time and if it's the same day 
you wake up, there's screaming, there's coffee, there's breakfast, there's virtual school, there's a Zoom, there's another Zoom, there's cleaning the tiny house, there's more screaming, there's bedtime, there you get an episode of Shit's Creek, and then it's like, oh, bam, back again, went, rinse, wash, repeat, you know, and it's just like, this is a little bit what it feels like right now. And uh, yeah, we're just, here we are in the house all together. But you know, the thing is about it all is that um, I can be in the hamster wheel, right? But still be absent to it all, right? I can be forced in this enclosed space with my family seven days a week, but still not be present with my family. And ultimately, if you know the movie, this is how Bill Murray gets out of it all, right? When he decides he's going to be present and in Punxsutawney or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So he fails with me. So at any given time, we are choosing what to do with our presence, right? 2021, right? This At this point in history, there's more things wanting our presence than ever before, right? Where they're, they're actually coming for us uh, never before in history, right? There's an endless amount of things I could be doing with my time, right? Everything from the stuff I have to do, like laundry and sock folding, and you know, from the things I like to be doing, you know, like gardening or playing Quidditch or whatever you do with your time. And uh, you know, and then there's like all the all the all the screen time. There's so many options, right? There's there's the the book, the Facebooks, and the Hulu's, and and the, yeah, all that, and uh, you know, it's like uh, there's there's Peacock and Quibi now, and uh, the TikToks, right? TikTok present, right? Uh, you know, it's like there's and then there's and then there's others, right? There's our family and our friends and our church, right? Our people, our D and D groups. You know, it's like, who are we gonna be present with, right? We've got choices to make. Ultimately, I think in life, who and where and how the people, places and things we choose to give our presence to are the ways in which we tell the world what's most valuable to us, right? how you express your value system in the world. And so for us as the church, the community of faith, to talk about the importance of presence, we're doing a little bit of theological work around our ecclesiology, around what we believe the church is here for and why the church exists and what our part and place is in it all and who we are as a community of faith. And what does it mean that we as a community of faith are present, right? All right. So fun stuff. We're doing like we're like old school preachers because we got fill in the blanks again this week. So uh, if you want to do that, you are invited. Uh, there are pins, there are blanks, and I have like five or six of them. So this is exciting. Um, yeah. So uh, number one, wait for it. Presence is about being. Here. Boom. You knew it was coming, didn't you? Yeah. You can preach this already, I'm sure. Uh, presence is about being here. This one's really groundbreaking, right? 
uh, presence is about being here. Congratulations. Like if you're here, if you're here on Zoom, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're already practicing this right now with our presence, right? And we're going to start at the very base level of what presence is. It's quite literally what's happening right now. This being together. Are you with me? Uh, in Hebrews, right? Whoever wrote that, uh, we don't really know. Uh, but, he, but he or she says something pretty cool. Chapter 10, it's in your handout. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he, God, who promised is faithful. It's a key. You can put that one in your pocket. And let us, and let us be concerned. I love this. Let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love. Some translations, if you're in your Bible, might say provoke. That's a good one. <laughs> provoke, promote love and good works. Verse 25. Not staying away from our worship meetings, from our gatherings. I love this. As some habitually do. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's not my fault. <laughs> but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. There is something other that takes place as we gather together in this space. There's a sacred weaving that happens among the community of God, right? Uh, that happens as we gather, right? We're here to promote love, to promote good works. There's an intentionality to it, right? Um, this, this word, right, the, the, where we get church from, ecclesia, right? It's this Greek word, it means, it means gathering, it means to get together, right? Which is where we get kaleo from, ecclesia, kaleo, which means, right, call, the calling of the gathering, right? The, the gathering to be called, you could go your way. But, um, yeah, it's about being here. Number two, right? First three are kind of like boom, 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 they go hand in hand. Number two, this is exciting. Presence is about showing up. So you guys didn't see it coming, did you? It's about showing up. Look at somebody and say, show up. Show up. Show up. Show up. Right? We're getting t-shirts. <laughs> showing up. Let's be honest, though. Showing up, that's kind of hard sometimes. Right? I mean, getting up. I mean, if we're just talking about like a Sunday morning or something, right? I mean, oh man, 10 a.m., right? I mean, you want me to hit, you want my toothbrush? You know, you want me here, right? Uh, it's kind of hard, like making the effort sometimes, doing our part. I think, about, I think if we're honest, though, we take a good hard look at the church in the Western world, there's just not a lot of people showing up anymore. And, um, you know, and I can see from several different, you know, pastors and groups that I talk to, right, in the next 10 to 15 years, right, I mean, the church in the West, you know, there's, there's not going to be, we, we, more, fewer people than ever are present with the church community today, I'm, I'm going to say, in, in traditional ways at least. Uh, because ultimately, I think we're people who are a little, if we're honest with ourselves, maybe a little leery of, of um, getting too tied down or too connected and, and what that might mean for us, right? What that might require from us, right? We'd rather kind of just keep scrolling. And so um, 
there's sort of a tension there, uh, I think. And we're going to come back to some of that, uh, but I'm going to keep moving. So presence about being here, presence about showing up. Uh, but more than that, number three, we're just moving. Presence is about faithfulness. Presence is about faithfulness. And I'm going to cringe. I'm cringing. Let it be known. There's another word you can put here that's not as sexy, and it, and it goes commitment. Oh, gosh. Oh, my word. Yeah. Woo. That was really hard. Uh, so you can put faithfulness, but if you're really committed, you can put commitment. So um, faithfulness or commitment, right? It's, um, you know, it's, it's no coincidence that we find that our, our God in scriptures uh, primarily defined by this term of faithfulness as a God who is faithful among us and with us and to us, no matter how many times we fumble, no matter how many times we goof, no matter how many times we veer off course, that our God is faithful with us and among us and for us, right? This is maybe the most dangerous script that's been flipped in the, in the history of our church in the last uh, century, right? That, that we say this on one hand, but we talk about God and our theology unpacks a kind of God that, that's not for us, that's angry at us, right? That there, you know, this is very important to, to see all throughout Scripture. The term, right, that in the Old Testament, that's constantly the, the Scripture of our God. Uh, you you Trebekah kids, I'm talking about, it's like Hesed, right? Some of you have it tattooed on your ankle right now. Uh, you know, it's this Hebrew word, and if you literally translate it, it, it means covenant faithfulness. And, and it, it, this is the description of our God throughout the Bible, right? That a God who is in this covenant faithfulness with us, this ongoing, this faithful love, right? You can't shake him, right? He, he's faithful. She's faithful. Our God is faithful. And so um, we as the hands and feet of this God in the world must exhibit God's loving faithfulness in the world as a community. This is the image we reflect. Are you with me? This is the image we reflect this morning. How can we, how might we be a faithful, committed presence to the world, but, but also to one another, right? And what does that look like? And what does that mean? I'm going to say something real key, and uh, if you saw my notes, it's all in counts. But the church will never be able to speak and embody healing and help and wholeness and proclaim and do the good kingdom work of God we are here to do in the world. Right? We'll never be able to reach into the dark corners of injustice in our world today if we cannot figure out faithful presence. It just can't happen, right? If we're so distracted and so, like, you know, this, this sounds a little John Maxwell, but like, we've got to mobilize, you know? <laughs> it's just not going to happen any other way. We've got to get faithful presence. I love this. Paul does write in 1 Thessalonians. Can you hang up? He says, so let's not sleep like others do. I love that. <laughs> but let's be alert and sober, right? Awake, 
present for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, and drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let's be sober, <laughs> having put on the breastplate of faithfulness, of faith and love, the helmet and the hope of salvation, right? This is like Bible quiz. Therefore, he goes on to say, therefore, encourage one another and build, again, this building one another up, just like you're doing, right? So having, a, you know, having commitment to a church, uh, you know, I've got to be honest with you on this. Uh, it does sound a little bit like 1950s, doesn't it? Uh, you're like, it's like, I'm pretty sure this is why they invented membership. You know, it's like, we've got to get the name on the book or something, you know. And, uh, you know, church membership, the district's always like, what are your numbers? Report your numbers. And, uh, and it feels a little bit different today. Commitment, it's hard to talk about commitment. I mean, you know, we're committed to this mission over here, just like we're committed to going to that birthday party on Saturday. You know, it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know. Um, but, you know, in Kalea, we've never really uh, pushed this idea of membership uh, because it's just not that compelling, I don't think. You know, we, we talk a lot about being a family and what it means to be a family member. Because I think that's ultimately the kind of posture we're trying to have, right? That's part of the reason we call this holiday. A holiday is, a, you know, here in America, that's when you get together with your family, uh, you know. But what does it mean that there's a familialness about this presence, right? Because only then are we able to go somewhere. Uh, you know, to be a little bit vulnerable, um, you know, Emily and I really do see it this way. And, uh, you know, something we never really talk about that's kind of an elephant in the room sometimes is sometimes people leave. And sometimes that feels a little bit like, especially maybe for us, it feels a little bit like your family leaves. You know, and, and there are some good reasons that people move on over the years. Uh, but I think more often than not, unfortunately, so, sometimes it can really be this sort of like, it's not some version of it's not meeting my needs anymore. It's just not doing it for me. It's just not giving me the feels anymore. Like there's no more new car smell. You know what I'm saying? And what happens when we do that? And I think we often do this without knowing that we're doing this. Right? This is not something that, that, that we're necessarily consciously doing, but it's kind of what we've been taught. And what's happened is, and the reason I bring this up is because this is an anti-presence posture. It's a posture that views the church as this thing over here, right? Uh, for our, like Kaleo, is over here and I'm over here rather than I'm the church. I'm part of all, like this is me. I'm Kaleo, right? And I think there's this, uh, there's this little bit of a dance here, which brings me into the fourth point. And this fourth point is, it's kind of a lead up, but it's, uh, it's kind of separate over here, I guess, from the other three. Uh, is that presence is about ownership. Ownership. This is Emily's favorite point. Ownership. Uh, and I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to read this text um, out of Matthew 16, and you've heard me preach on this text like 12 times because it's it's one of my greatest hits. But uh, Jesus says, uh, "But but you," he asked them, "Who do you say that I am?" You know the story. 
And Philip, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus responded, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you find on earth is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is already loose in heaven, right? This is it, guys. This is the gospel. This is the whole shebang. This is why Jesus had disciples. Jesus was always, Jesus was always going to pass off the game ball. <laughs> yeah, it was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing was set up for this. It was always going to be our turn, our work, our thing, right? It was always going to be a practice. It was always going to be a discipleship until it wasn't anymore, right? Jesus looks at us. He looks at his disciples and he says, here are the keys, right? Drive it somewhere. Take it somewhere. Unlock it, right? It's about ownership, right? Go make your own disciples. Proclaim this gospel. Take it, right? Have you heard of the, uh, I think I'm saying it right, the Pareto principle? Pareto? Pareto? Help me, Lord. I don't know. Uh, you know, John Maxwell definitely writes about it. Anyway, it's this idea, right? The technical definition uh, states that many outcomes, roughly 80%, uh, for many outcomes, roughly 80% of consequences come from 20% of the causes, right? We translate this to say 20% of the people do 80% of the work, right? We've always boasted in Kaleo that that's not true for us, right? That's never been our story, right? Like 80% of the people do 80% of the work. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's not opposite. I did the opposite in my head. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, like 80% of the people do 20% of the work. That's not correct. You know, that's not wrong at all. Yeah, that's 20% of the Yeah, that other 20% is not. Yeah, that's probably, that actually might be. Uh, you know, it's like, this has always been all of our thing, right? This is not the clergy's ministry. <laughs> this is not the clergy's church, right? This is this is our thing, right? If you've been here for any length of time and come to Emily and I with an idea of like, you know, Kaleo, that'd be cool if, you, if we did, you know, and then we were like, yeah, you should totally fire that out. That would be like amazing. Like you should, that should be your thing. Sorry, I keep checking out. Um, you know, I... And so there's this, this ownership. It's always been collective, right? This is no mystery. It's called the priesthood of all believers, right? This is our work. This is our impact. This is our children. This is our meal, right? These are our bathrooms, right? This is, this is our discipleship, right? There's two of them, right? This is, this is our thing, right? And to, and to be a little transparent, like, I think we need to put our money where our mouth is sometimes. Right, because this is this is our work. This is not Emily and I's thing. This is you know, and so I think presence. This is like next level, guys. And if I'm really honest with you guys, most people never get there. Is is that uh, this is this is the work of the people of God and the world. And presence, we've got to mobilize. Uh, so I'm gonna wrap this up. We're land this plane. Um. Presence can be hard. Showing up can be hard. It, it often means vulnerability, right? If you come here, it's going to mean some a, a bit form of accountability because 
We're going to ask you how you're doing. We're going to get in your business a little bit because that's what family does. Right. And, you know, but it doesn't make it any less easy to show up sometimes. Right. But because we love you, because you're part of the body, right? When you're alive, that's presence. Um, I'm going to pick on Jen for a second. Uh, because, um, you know, I've heard Jen share this story in multiple public forums, so I'm just going to share it for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, talked about when, uh, before uh, Jennifer and Justin moved into the neighborhood, there was a little bit of nervousness. You can interject if you need this sometimes. Uh, but a little bit of nervousness of like, man, Woody Crest, Kalea meets in this neighborhood. Like, there's a little bit of like, what's this going to mean for us? What's this going to require from us? Like, yeah, no, like there's this, and I think this is the, I think I love this story because it reminds me of our collective story as Kaleo. Because we've never been a church where you've been able to sit in the back row. And a lot of people have left because of that over the years. That's okay. They can, there's plenty of back rows in Nashville. Right, uh, but this is this is a participatory work. But what that means for us this morning, and this is our last point. What that doesn't mean, and 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 to to kind of finish off a little bit of that story, I've heard Jen at least talk about that it it hasn't been something of guilt and shame for you guys, but more something that you've described as life giving. And I think we, the the reason is is. Because ultimately, this is about, number five, where we're at, that this is about the invitation, not about shame, right? That this is the presence, right? I think this is very important to say. The presence is all about the invitation that you get to, you're invited into this presence of God and to embody that presence in the world, right? The, the, the focus isn't this other thing, right? Where are you? Right? And, uh, and I'm going to close with this, is that, is that there's a temptation sometimes in our culture to say that our absence doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter if we're not there. Right? Uh, that, that I'm not missed. But what we don't see, what we don't see is that our absence can, in fact, withdraw from the work of the body of Christ. If we are, if we are, if we are a disengaged people, right? That's what Emily was talking about hospitality last week, is that ultimately hospitality is about intentionality. It takes a face-to-face -face thing, right? It, it takes going out of your way. And so this morning, what does it mean to be a people who practice presence until we aren't practicing anymore?